0: what's up everybody and welcome to the split take podcast this is your co-host jacob speaking and i'm here to tell you that this week's episode is going to be about don Hertzfeld's 2012 animated film it's such a beautiful day we're going to be reviewing that film with a special guest who was on last time which was episode number 42 you should check that out special guest his name is brandon he is a relatively new youtuber he makes movie review essays and he was a film school buddy, so it's gonna be a really interesting conversation. Split Take, of course, as a reminder, can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and a few other smaller podcast places. You can also get the podcast directly from our website, thefilmsync.com, or splittake.com, takes you to the same place. You can also find select episodes and original content on our YouTube channel, The Film Sync, so check that out, too. Without further ado, here is our discussion of It's Such a Beautiful Day.
1: Speaking of, we could talk about the film. The This, film. Is, this is a good
0: time to go into our, our film. Yeah. yeah. Chandler, would you like to introduce us since you were the one that technically suggested it?
2: Yes. Okay. So the movie is the 2011 film. 12. Um, it's a Beautiful Day, directed by Don Hertzfeld.
0: There's a 2011 and 2012 version, so...
1: Oh, really? Uh,
2: Well, technically, the movie is three short films put into one movie.
1: Okay. Um, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. It is an animated movie. (laughs) It's really hard to explain. (laughs) It's essentially a movie about a guy named Bill. It's all narrated from a narrator's voice perspective, whatever. And we just follow Bill as he slowly um, reckons with a brain tumor. Some sort of issue that he has with his brain uh and it uses that to explore bill's past his presence and his future and it is interesting
1: yeah for sure uh i'll just say to start it off that when this film wraps i just sat in silence for like three or four minutes easily that i'd watched all of the credits And I didn't even move. I just sat there and just like just froze. And all you could hear was just my AC turn on. And I just like and then I finally started like looking around at just like stuff. I was just like, oh, my God, like just. Did you not watch? I thought you watched it with Callie. I did, but she she went to sleep like a cringe. Oh. She w- <laughs> It was How not of Callie's alley at all. She watched part oh. one Uh, and she was fighting it. She had to be fair. She had not slept that much the night before. But she was fighting it. She was trying to stay awake for me. And I just gave her permission. I'm like, you can just go to sleep. And then she went to sleep. And I feel like me watching it alone was like another level of like, I don't know. I feel like you sh- maybe you should watch this alone.
2: I watched it alone in the, I watched it at peak loneliness in this quarantine. Peak loneliness in the middle of the day when it was starting to get really cloudy. Ooh, I watched it super so late I at night. It.
0: Late at night is the worst watched, time to watch it.
2: Probably. Well, that's the thing is I watched it at and, you know I finished it at like one. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking outside and it's dark and gloomy outside. And I just thought I still have like another ten hours of oh this my day. God. What do I even do now? And then that's when I binge Wallace and Gromit. There up. you
1: go. Yeah, because I I just went to sleep. I mean, it took me some time to like gather my thoughts. Yeah. Were you thinking
0: about it a lot? Oh yeah.
1: Totally. I like, I don't know. It took me a while to like gather my thoughts and just like be in a mental state to go to sleep after it. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I, I was worried like, I don't know, through part two, I'm like, this is because the bit had like, was starting to go stale, but then it really picks up in the last like 20 minutes. Hmm. I don't know.
2: I watched this so. Tree free of life in the same week.
1: The both of those films share uh, music. Did they really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw in the credits that oh, he yeah. reused uh, like a bunch of different orchestral I don't know how to explain it, but like, I thought it was really clever. Performances? Yeah. I was like, that must have taken a long time. Chandler being a big cringe, didn't watch the short film by
0: Don Herzfeld that I wanted did him not to watch. I <sighs> large not. I think that's important to understand my reaction, so I'm not sure if Chandler is going to get my reaction. Um, okay. I didn't I, I was not, no existential crisis was induced by this film whatsoever. Really? And I wow. found 90% of it ungodly funny. Like I was laughing 90% of the
1: time. <laughs> there is a lot this, of good humor I'd in
0: it. Thoroughly enjoy it. It's funny. Here's the thing. So the the short I recommended was Don Hertzfeld's Rejected. I watched that after the movie. I should have watched that first. It's a bunch of uh, surreal nonsense fake commercials that aren't really commercials at all. And it's, it's like child, really childish humor, but I still find it funny. And I actually, I'd seen it many years ago and I didn't know about it. So I knew and liked Don Hertzfeld as a creative voice for a long time. And I didn't really put two and two together of like, who is he? What has he made um, until much more recently where I saw that it's such a beautiful day was on the top 250 of Letterboxd, and so I put it on a list, and then I filed that list away, and I never watched any movies from that list. So uh, I finally got around to watching it with uh, Chandler, but it's a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while. And the thing with with, um, me is, I don't know about uh, you two, but I am just a very existential person to begin with, and none of the thoughts in this film are new thoughts to me. I've had them many times before, and this is partially why I have anxiety. So uh <laughs> I am perhaps too existential of a person, but I, I get over it. Most of the time it's not a problem. Anyway, so the film was more of a comedy for me than it was an existential movie. And the reaction needless to say, my reaction was just different. But <laughs> I love this. Okay. Story. It was great.
2: I to be fair, I am also a very existential person. The only part that got to me, you know, the whole meaninglessness of life and the whole were just you know, We're, cogs in a great yeah. machine. I understand all that. I'm comfortable with that. The part of me, the, the part of this movie that really shook me was the yes. end where, should I just go into spoilers? Yeah. Spoilers. Good movie. The end where they the narrator proposes an alternate reality where Bill doesn't die and Bill just keeps living on forever and ever. I guess I just never given the idea of never dying that much thought. And weirdly enough, as 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 depressed as I was when the movie was over, the next day after I'd had a whole day to think about it, because that's that's the whole It's Such a Beautiful Day, the title comes from, is when he learns he's going to be dead soon, and he sees how beautiful everything yeah. is. Um, but it's that idea that death sucks, life sucks, but never dying would be even worse, I think is what I got out of the movie more than anything, and it made me optimistic yeah i
1: i would agree with what you said i i mean i remember when i was younger thinking those thoughts like like living forever or dying but never to the extent that he like that the narrator goes into it where it's like people come and go love comes and goes friends come and go the earth comes and goes and then i mean this is full spoilers but uh he's just amongst stars and then the stars go like so I, I, I'm pretty much where Chandler sits. Um, one scene that really got to mm-hmm. me that, uh, didn't get to me as much as the end, but the like deathbed scene where like, it was kind of in a weird way freeing because like all of, because he keeps pointing out like little details about like, I don't know, like all oh, the clocks at a weird place in his house, like, and like. In that deathbed scene, it's so like you realize how pointless all those like like concerns are because in the end, they really don't matter at all. Like what matters is like, well, at least how I interpret it was like you should have you should value things that actually matter, like relationships and and like just enjoying that you are alive (laughs) rather than like having these needless concerns about things that don't matter.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take a slightly different position in that. I don't think such a, the immortality of people is an interesting idea and an interesting thought experiment to have. And I don't think it's as far off as people think it is. Um, but I think the, uh, like being undying by yourself is perhaps one of the worst possible imagined things imaginable. Right. That's assuming you're by yourself. Um, I, I don't think that the idea of immortality is necessarily as existentially terrifying is that if you are not alone in that eternity but i think it's very hard for us to even comprehend such a thing yeah i don't think we can accurately judge that in whatsoever but i think the point of the movie isn't so much that as it is you don't have forever to experience everything mm-hmm. you don't have all that much time and you have to you have to enjoy things while you have them for sure and for me ironically enough the most interesting existential ideas that again not new for me but Just expressed in an interesting way. Uh, We're more towards the beginning, where uh, he goes back to his house and he drops his keys down, and then the the film is like he realizes that all these meaningless actions of like doing the chores and things around the house, dropping your keys, doing stuff—that is who you are—and that when you do special things, that that's that those things are um, Mm -hmm. variations. They're not who you are really. Interesting idea. And then there's another scene where he goes for a walk around the block and then it repeats itself and then it repeats itself again. And I I just felt like, yeah, that is kind of a good, uh, like that doesn't actually happen. Like you don't just keep going around the block, but that kind of made me feel like, I feel like now, whereas like every Friday I feel like, oh, it was just Friday yesterday. And like, it's just doing the same thing over and over again, the Mm -hmm. same mundane tasks. And like it, it captures that feeling of kind of doing the, same thing over and over again. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. Really great little insights in in interesting ways of expression. Like this is a very uniquely expressed film, unlike anything. Yeah, device. we should talk. We should yeah, talk about it's,
2: that. it's um. Well, you know, this is this is the movie to me that proves that you don't need to have good animation. Is not about the quality of the drawing. It's not about the complexity of the drawing. It's about about the emotions you can convey. And this animation is very simple. It's just a bunch of stick people. Not too many crazy dips in the animation until the end. But it's it's taking these little details like the stick figures and filtering it through a different art style, you know, where they have the it's just little splotches of light against a black backdrop. Yeah. Which makes everything a lot more interesting and it makes the sort of free flowing nature of the the narrative work so much better. Yeah but it also this sense of this this style of animation really lends itself to the sense of humor that it has and i can see it's one of those things that on paper i think okay lazy or not lazy but very simple animation with very adult things that typically is just like you know it, it's 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 a pretty overdone type of animation or type of a tone but the way that they do it in this one is just so far above anything else anything that i've seen that even comes close to this kind of visual language
1: yeah i really like the uh the multiple frames or like how they have they'll cut to like an insert or like some like super detailed shot of grass while he's talking about grass and there's also like the three different frames or whatever um i forget what that's called but um that, that was super interesting and i think that was what elevated it above a lot of like you know what you said like adult oriented stick figure type content along with obviously which is you know
0: essentially that's what this is yeah
1: but it i feel like it elevates itself above that and then when they occasionally cut to like real uh shots on film um i thought that was super interesting as well like that he he uses whatever he needs to to convey what he wants he's not like limited by one strict animation style or whatever like he'll cut to film he'll cut to like digital images he'll cut to whatever he needs mm-hmm. to you know i
2: do enjoy the little insights that he gives into these little social interactions that you don't think about lots like the with the guy he doesn't really
1: t- know that well or whatever <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then at the end, as they're both walking away, they think in a few days both of these people will forget that this conversation ever happened, and they will never speak to each other again. Dude, yeah. Which you know, neither of those people are thinking about it, but I find myself thinking about things like I mean, that. It's very relatable. If I, it is. There, there's it is. another
0: one where it's like in the morning, Bill felt very tired, even though he had just been sleeping. <laughs> <But> <laughs> He's still yeah, in bed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then there's a lot of like. Some of the, A lot of the humor comes from uh, non-sequiturs. The train. Of things that just don't follow. The train just. And then there's a lot of um, <laughs> juxtapositioning of like really stupid things with like really elevated music. Like there's a lot of use of opera and classical music in this film that makes a lot of the cuts really funny. But there was like... Um, as Bill waits for the bus, he he watches a trash bag stuck on a pole while he sucks blood <laughs> from a, a sore in his mouth. And it's a black screen cut to him just stick figure sucking with like a plastic bag and it's <laughs> opera, like, <laughs> and it
1: just goes on for two minutes. <laughs>
0: that one shot. The excessiveness is funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or oh, I was just gonna talk about the train sequence where he just like has this setup and then like, oh, they had measles, and then uh, his, his whole family backstory.
0: That's one of the funniest sequences. The grandma, yeah.
1: His family backstory is
2: funny, but it's also sad. Because the more and more you realize just how um, how um consistent mental illness is in his family, you realize that Bill was fucked from the start. Right. And he never knew until the very end. Poor Bill. Mm-hmm. But you know, comparatively to the rest of his family, like his his feral uncle, he's doing a lot better. <laughs> still not great though yeah i also i just want to talk about how, the little length of this movie because i feel like this is one of those movies that like you said sanju if you watch it a bunch i'm sure i, I think a 90 minute version of this you would feel tired yeah. by the end because it is very samey um but 60 minutes with the last like 10 or 15 being the crazy existential stuff that's like it's a perfect send off and you know i there's there's an argument to be made whether or not a, a sixty a little over sixty minutes is feature length, but I think it's perfectly fine. It what is is a completely realized
1: experience? What is the uh, Academy? Is it an hour to be feature? I don't know. I think it is. I think it's an hour to be considered a feature. I could be wrong.
2: Don Hertzfeld's Twitter his bio says two time Academy Award loser.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I I would agree that I think it could be a little shorter, to be quite honest. But uh, I didn't I didn't think it was like egregiously long or anything. I think he was smart in keeping it relatively short of a runtime in terms of a feature. Um, And then the three different parts. Yeah, I was like curious. Because they are three different parts, but I was curious why he did that. But when I when you said that it's three different short films, that makes sense.
2: Which they might be I don't know how they structured him, I don't know if it's just literally his three short films put together, or maybe he restructured him to make him more like a narrative, but yeah, they're short films,
1: yeah, it was like I don't know at first, I was like, oh, this is gonna be really like needlessly uh dour. I'm like, I don't know, it is dour, it though, definitely is, but I feel like it's it could it it's one of those things where
0: like you can either laugh at it or it's serious. Like it's, it's one or the other, which is why I, I kind of predicted that we would have different reactions because I kind of, I started watching it again, like the first 15 minutes and I had a much more serious reaction, much more kind of tone, straight toned kind of existential reaction to it, not actual existential, but more thinking about it more than I was just laughing the first time. And there's like moments where you can either find it funny or you can find it sad. That was kind of like his family history. There's a great little hard edit where like Bill leaves the doctor and he's like, he's going to be okay. He has a clean bill of health. And then just
1: cuts. like He just falls on the floor. <laughs> and then he just goes into <laughs> this madness. Or the guy next to him. Like behind the curtain. What does he say? Like, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, this is a... I'm sure Chandler might have picked up on this. This feels very Lynchian at times. Yeah. A lot yeah. of this. Especially that guy that guy the very first opening where it's a tree in the sky and it's like zzz, zzz.
1: it's pretty satanic sometimes well, the,
2: and that, well another lynching element is the sound design is amazing. yeah mm. it, it, it makes the very film, crisp
0: honestly like it really it would does. be a boring film without that 100 percent. i mean that's every film
1: but <laughs> particularly well done in this case because it's it's just stick figures yeah. yeah yeah this is especially dependent on great sound design
2: also enjoy the uncle who doesn't really who's pissed off that Bill is dying, who's <laughs> <laughs> inconvenienced by his death.
1: They bring back the coffin a, a great financial. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, a great yeah. encapsulation of this movie's humor is like her having to return the coffin at an inconvenience, being upset about it. <laughs> There's a some guy has a T-shirt on that
0: says second place is the first loser." <laughs>
1: at the crochet store, Great little
0: kernel of knowledge. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Another line from the beginning of the film that I really find funny that I remember: uh, an old man who smelled of gasoline held up an onion and said, "Big onion to no one in particular." <laughs>
1: <laughs> he looks at he looks at Bill, and Bill looks at his shoes. I I
2: I, I love that Bill's gets produce from the back of the uh, the bin so it's not in crotch range. And then later when he's having that delusion, everybody's got giant bulbous crotches.
1: Yeah, that's
0: awesome. It's hilarious. It's really funny. I'd be curious like what watch Don Hertzfeld's other other shorts cause they're more just com- straight comedy. And then maybe go back to this and, and see
1: You should have recommended. What your them. Is.
0: So I watched I should have recommended them. Maybe next time. <laughs>
1: I watch, So I watched the shorts after I'd watched the feature. And, yeah, they're awesome. I like the uh, – well, I won't spoil it for Chandler, but I, it reminded me of a lot of, like, Adult Swim content that I'm sure mm. that he influenced or uh, Happy Tree Friends. I don't know if you've ever seen Happy Tree Friends, but
2: – that's I thought a lot about Happy Tree Friends when I watched this. But Happy Tree Friends is the dumb version. Yeah,
1: it's it's not – Happy Tree Friends is just for the gore and, like – I don't know if there's a lot of even satire in it or like beyond the maybe like beyond. Yeah. Beyond the gore and the insanity of it, there's like not much under it, but this has like obviously a lot um, and has that same like humor, not as gory, but that really dark twisted humor. Did he really like submit those commercials or no. Okay. Yeah. That's just like the
0: premise of the thing in general. Know this, but in one of them, one of the, the commercials, he uses a piece of music that was also in my favorite film, Fanny and Alexander. let will see if you can spot it, Chandler, whenever you watch the film. But mm. it's a very niche connection there between the, <laughs> between the two of them. The another good short, uh, Billy's Balloon.
1: Oh, the is, balloon, yeah.
0: Uh, great. I'll, I'll spoil it because it's like three minutes and it, it's just funny. Um, it's about uh. Kids balloon, uh, all these balloons start attacking the children in the park and beating them to death. It's just funny. Oh no! I like the hat. It's a lot of morbid humor, as as we said, morbid humor is a lot of what this is, and it's either your thing or it isn't. And I feel like there's a lot of people who wouldn't find It's such a beautiful day. Good, yeah. Just in that it sense could alienate. They might find it, people. yeah. It alienates. Yeah, some alienates people. a good um, word. Not if a- I was gonna say offended, but not offended. Alienated is. Good word for that,
2: but it's it's a movie that you'll know pretty
0: quick. That's gonna be <laughs> yeah. the case for you. That's the thing, but you do need <laughs> to give it a little, its cards on the uh, table like some chance to for to get to some of the good ideas. Yeah, that it
1: has. Because at first, you you're like I don't know, I could see someone like not knowing where it's getting to, and like like I said, like alienate just being alienated by it. But yeah, I would really want everyone to like give it a chance. Because I think most, if most people gave it an actual chance, I think they'd like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Just, just sit your friends down, tie them to a chair, and make them watch. It's such a beautiful day.
1: <laughs> it's interesting that it's on Vimeo too. Yeah. I wanted to talk. I think there's I a Blu-ray. Know. Is there?
2: He was. Uh, he released it for free briefly at the beginning of this quarantine. Well, huh. because I guess that's what made people feel better. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Here's a reminder. <laughs> You're stuck
2: up and watched it. Such a beautiful day.
1: It's an opportune time to watch it. Definitely, it's worth it's worth the money. There, Go there by. is an he's an independent filmmaker. Support him. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's it's only weird. five bucks,
0: and your money's going directly to him with Vimeo. So
1: it's true. It's I was true. curious what you guys thought of, uh, in general, like uh, Vimeo as a distribution for shorts or features
2: it's good it's good quality
0: i mean it's it's what most filmmakers use for like if you're doing a festival circuit with your short or something usually it's vimeo that you put it on yeah yeah and it, you know youtube is just as fine it's just vimeo has kind of a it looks crispier i do like it feels it has a feeling around it A more professional it, it has
2: design. a it has an identity as a filmmaker's platform hmm you can watch sad world on the same platform you can watch your short film on it's probably not (laughs) as good
1: right and i think visually uh vimeo has a better like youtube will compress your video sometimes not as much anymore but they they're still a little
0: bit uh, yeah if vimeo had an algorithm and as many users as youtube people would just abandon youtube yeah like it from a, at least like creator wise it's such a better experience because you can mm-hmm. you can replace a video. that's insane you can't replace videos on YouTube. it's the stupidest thing in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you make a mistake, you it release is- a video it has a million views. you can't just fix the one goddamn thing. you have to live with it yeah or upload it new one. so stupid. yeah. all right. Chandler and I have to talk about our second film. So is, are, are there any final parting thoughts you'd like to say, Brandon? It was good having you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad I fi- we finally got yeah, you. Yeah,
1: it was good to be on. I would say that you could consider this. I'm glad you guys um, lumped this in with, with comfort films because I feel like you could consider it a comfort film. <laughs> kind, <laughs> kind of. of yeah. Um, it depends on your personality, like if you are comforted by
0: these things. Yeah, right?
1: because I, am. I, I mean, it is it does put it's an experience, but it definitely like brought me like this sense of freedom. I don't know. Um, after watching it and like made me appreciate things more. Um, so I think it's like a good wake, wake up call. No, not immediately. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely have to think about this, um, film for a while, but if that's up your alley, I would recommend it. But, um, Other than that, yeah, I'm glad I finally got on the podcast. I have a decent mic so we can do this more often. And, uh, yeah.
2: Well, when we get you on for the night of short walk-on girl versus
1: your name. uh, final, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. That's a great idea for a podcast episode. So then we
2: can, for the record,
1: settle it. uh,
2: Determine which one is better. It's
1: it's been planned for a while, so we're definitely doing it. It'll be whoever loses has to die it's like a death battle battle to the death of which film is superior you, that's all right.
2: fine i'll i will i will put my life on the line of oh a short walk on girl
1: it was a great film i will die
0: for your name i'll go all the way <laughs> all right well i'm gonna watch your name then i will commit uh seppuku to defend the good name of
2: he will die and then you when you go to his funeral you realize he's been dead for a while <laughs> Spoiler, oh no.